Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck. I'm your host. And today's episode is one that took me a little bit of courage to um, to do. And it's titled, Men Hurt Too. And it's not just about being hurt. Um, you know, I, I found so many support groups online, uh, divorce support groups and separated support groups, majority of them have women. Um, and I found the same thing when it came to uh, spousal abuse. It's mostly women. You know, people don't realize men get abused emotionally and physically. And men hurt too. And I think it's just that stigma that, you know, society sets that, you know, men are supposed to be strong. And, you know, I, I did the same thing. I hid behind closed doors for so long with the abuse and with the hurt and the shame and the pain. And, you know, I figured I'm going to help other people out there. So many people have told me that they felt alone until they heard um, me start preaching on my episodes that there are other people like them. So I figured I should do the same thing with this episode. So it took me some guts to do this, but I'm going to do it. So stay tuned. I'll get right with the episode. Hello everybody, Brad Shattuck here, your host. I got a question for you. How many of you love to read but just don't have the time? I myself am one of them. In the past three years, I've probably read one book and even then, it was a task. Audible.com can offer Audible books. Listen to them anytime in your car, when you're shopping. You can get books read that you normally wouldn't be able to. It's so convenient. And our listeners can get a free 30-day trial with two free books, which is like a $60 value. It's a great offer. They have titles from thrillers, love, romance, learning, you name it. You can specifically read up on disorders, um, mental health disorders, borderline personality disorder, DBT, dialectical uh, behavior therapy, you name it. They got thousands and thousands of titles. Get reading done that you normally wouldn't have time to do. Like I said, our listeners can get a 30-day free trial with two free books. Go into the show notes. You'll see the link there. Click it, and again, thank you for listening. So, yeah, on with this episode. Um, 
men hurt too. You know, the men that are listening to this understand they do. We all know we do. But like I said, to society, we're supposed to be the strong ones. We're not the ones who, you know, take a box of tissues and hide in the closet and whimper and cry. We're not supposed to be the ones that, you know, go in our bedroom and kick and scream and punch the walls and hold our fists up to the sky and ask God, why? Why? Why me? But, you know, I like I said, I went to, I don't know how many support groups, like on Facebook, divorce support groups that... I joined and they all said, sorry, it's for women only. Sorry, this is just for women. Sorry, this is designed for women. You can join, but there's no other men on here. <clears throat> so I finally found a couple, but everything is geared towards women. And um, I don't know if it's, honestly, if it's a majority that are women or just enough men don't speak out. Um, I know I didn't. And um, same thing with, you know, spousal abuse. It's mostly for battered women. Women, 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 you know. Men get battered too. And I think that's why a lot of times people didn't believe me or when I'd block one of her punches and my hand would miss her fist and hit her in the nose and her nose is bleeding. She's telling everybody to hit her in the nose and they didn't believe I was blocking her punch. Or when she'd knock a tooth out here and there and her excuse was, what well, was loose anyways? Or... You know, it was always an excuse. She had an excuse for every time she hit me. She sliced my forehead open once with a cookie sheet pan. And she said, if you tell anybody, I'm just going to say I was defending myself. And if you call the cops, I'll scratch the hell out of my face and say you came at me and I was defending myself. And she would have. She would have. And, of course, who are the cops usually going to believe? So I just kept my mouth shut to people and to the police. It was only one time, one time. in the uh, she was physically abusive for about 12 years. And out of those 12 years, one time she was arrested. And the only reason was we were coming up the stairs from the basement. We had a bedroom down there. And I was running away from her. She had a, a board in her hand. And she had just whapped me on the side of the head and the back of the head. And she was coming up the stairs with, with it. And she was going to whap me in, either in the back of the head or in my back. When I got to the top of the stairs, I tripped and I fell flat down on my face and right at the feet of a cop. And I looked up. And as soon as she came up over the stairs, ready to hit me with the uh, the board, the cop said, drop it, Michelle, right now, drop it. And he started to draw his taser gun. So I was covered in blood. Um, and, of course, it looked worse than what it was because I was wet and sweaty uh, from crying. So the blood had, you know, um, spread more. And um, he immediately arrested her because he saw how it looked. And I told him, I said, it's not as bad as it looks. I said, because of his he goes, listen. You're just like normal um, abusive uh, victim. First thing you do is defend the other person. Don't defend. I know what you're going to say. It looks worse than because of the blood spread. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's a scratch or anything. You were touched. It's illegal. She's going to jail. You know, I tried minimize it and sticking up for her. And even during the interview, I tried sticking up for her. I said, you know, I got her going. I antagonized it. And he said, listen. Even if you did antagonize it, you don't put your hands on somebody. What if she antagonized you and you put your hands on her? I said, I would never die. I'd never put my hands on her. And he goes, why? I said, because it's wrong. He said, well, then wasn't it wrong for her to put her hands on you? I said, yeah, but I'm a man. That's a little different. He says, it's not different. And that's why most men don't come forward. You know, here I was defending her again. You know, I had blood dripping into my eyes. And, you know, it was worse. You know, there, there was marks. Um 
on the lower part of my back near my buttocks that the pants was covering that was all torn up. And when he looked at that, he said, are you, you kidding me? He said, the whole back of your pants is soaked with blood. Don't tell me it's not worse than what it is. So they, of course, they had to take pictures of it. And when I saw the pictures, it, it was really bad. And then I um, formed uh, a black eye, uh, bruise on my forehead, a huge lump on the back of my head, uh, a huge lump on my neck, multiple scratches and bruises all over my back. Um, she really beat the hell out of me. And... You kind of wonder, if somebody loves you, how can they do that to you? You know, I never laid my hands on her. And the reason being is because I loved her. And I always believe, you don't put your hands on somebody you love, whether it's a child or a spouse. Um, you know, my, my father used to um, beat me and my sister with a belt when we did things wrong. And we were told, that, you know, that's the way it was. If you're bad, you get the belt. We, we were made to believe that that's, it was okay. But as I get older, I realize, no, it's not. It's not okay to put your hands on another human being, especially when you love that person. You know, I would never put my hands on my wife because I promised to make her feel safe, secure, sheltered, loved. And how can you have somebody feel those things if you make them flinch or if you hit them? You know, to make them feel safe and secure, what, when it's the time is right? No, it needs to be all the time. And it doesn't give anybody that power to say, well, this isn't time right now to make you feel safe. I have the right to make you feel unsafe. Right? You know, you, you don't. You just don't do it. You don't put your hands on somebody. You know, I mean, the one time that she punched me in the car and hit me in the side of the face and knocked the tooth out. And I went to block her second punch. And it, I missed her hand because I flinched. And I hit her in the nose and her nose was bleeding. I felt horrible. And, of course, she made me feel even more horrible. And it made, made it worse. She told everybody I punched him in the nose. And then she said she punched my tooth out of self-defense. No. All I was doing was simply blocking her punch. And I did feel like shit. I literally apologized to her for days and days and days. Because I accidentally hit her in the nose because I was blocking her punch. And you know what she kept saying? I don't know if I can forgive you. And then afterwards I would say, well, what about my tooth? She said, you brought it on. You were antagonizing me. And I said, you know what? You're right. I did. I did. I raised your temper. I know you had a temper. Yes, you're right. And if you didn't blow your temper, I wouldn't have blocked it much. And you know, so it was all made to believe it was my fault. For the longest time, I did believe it. I was always made to believe any abuse was my fault because I antagonized her or I disagreed with her. I did something. Again, like my father, she made me believe that it was okay for the abuse because she said she had an uncontrollable temper. And I knew that. And if I knew that, I shouldn't have antagonized her. So, and I believe that. I really did. And you know how many times I'd, I'd get in a fight with her, and immediately when she would come towards me, I'd flinch and put my hands up. And she's like, why are you flinching? I I don't know. I thought you were going to hit me. It's like, why? You deserve to be hit? I said, no. She said, well, don't give me a reason to hit you. I said, I won't. And I used to act like a scared puppy dog. But yet I still love this woman. You know, and when she would hit me, she would always say, see, look what you made me do. You made me hit you. I mean, is that how you like me? And I would always have to apologize. I'm sorry for making you mad. It didn't hurt, hun. It really didn't. You know, and she's like, you're going to tell me that gash on your forehead doesn't hurt? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I'd go in the other room and I'd cry in pain. I'd take Advil because the throbbing would hurt so bad. But I didn't want her to think it hurt because I got more yelled at. So I'd have to apologize for her pain, 
you know, for her to hit me and have to hide the pain because if I showed it hurt, it would cause more of a fight. You know, because she'd be like, oh, what are you going to do, run to the hospital? No, of course I'm not. Now, there was two times I should have gotten stitches. Um, one time I should, probably should have gotten six. The other time probably like eight or nine stitches, and I didn't. She's like, oh, come on, I'll bring you to the hospital right now, but it may be on the way for us. Why, why don't we drop me off at the police station? Because that's what they're going to do. They're going to realize what it was from. They're going to trick you into saying it was me, and I'm going to jail. So drop me at the police station for us. I'm like, no, no, no. And I remember the ones that needed stitches, I had to keep wrapping them for three days. They kept breaking open and bleeding and re-bleeding. And, you know, I had to keep hiding that because I didn't want to go to the hospital because even if I did, I should think that I was going to say something. And now I got a nasty scar in those two spots because the gash was so big because I didn't get stitches, you know. So it's like I had to apologize for her. I had to hide everything from her. But men hurt too. Our feelings get hurt. I mean, you know, when she calls me up and she said, um, you haven't tried contacting me for three days. Um, I hope you're not sneaking around my house because if you do show up here, you're not going to like what you see. Um, or maybe you should because you'll see what a real man looks like, you know. And I'd be like, why are you doing this to me? And she's like, because you're a shitbag. You're a scumbag. You treat me like shit, blah, 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 blah. And I would apologize. I'm sorry. She goes, <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm happy. I got a real man now. You know, thank you. Because if you didn't fuck up, I'd still have you a piece of shit in my life. And I wouldn't be with a real man. I'm like, but why do you got to say that? She's like, because you deserve to hurt. You deserve to squirm. You deserve to cry. And then she would also say, the one thing you don't deserve is to live. Why don't you just go hang yourself? Stop being a coward. End yourself. All you do is ruin my life, our kids' lives. You're a menace to society. Nobody's ever going to want you. I'm the only one who did. And I only did because I felt bad for you. I don't feel bad for you anymore. Nobody wants you. But just seriously, just kill yourself. Like, do it. And I, you know how many times I asked her? I said, I'll tell you what. If you take me back for one month, one month, don't throw me out. Don't get rid of me. Let me take you on a date. Sleep with me. Let me hold you, hug you. You don't even have to have sex with me. At the end of 30 days, if I promise that I'll, I'll take my own life, would you take me back? She said, no, I wouldn't take you back. No, because I know you. You checking out, pussy out. No. And then I wasted a month fucking holding my breath, fucking being sick, being around you. No. Just do it. Just do it. Stop being a coward. Stop making excuses. You know what? I actually would reason with her and make a deal with her. I'll take my life if you do this, if you do that. I'm actually reasoning with her. And I was willing to take my own life. I mean, she took me back for months. Somebody who abused me, but I still love her. I still do. I really do. And it's not the abuse. Of what I said to my mom one day is, what did I do to deserve this? You know, this disease took away a good human being. This disease took away my wife. You know, I didn't do anything to deserve this. She didn't. What? Why does this disorder have to take away my wife? Why? And... You know, what people don't realize is, you know, men want love too. I even told my wife, I said, listen, if we could never have sex again, I could deal with it as long as I could just have you to hold and cuddle every night. You know, men like to cuddle. It may seem a pussy way to say it, but I love cuddling. I love holding my wife like a big teddy bear and just holding her and have her read a book or talk. I love her voice. Her voice would put me to sleep. She would read her 
um, angel tarot things online, and I would tell her, just read them to me. Her voice would soothe me to sleep. And it was like just being like a little kid, like having, you know, your mother read you a book goodnight. And I used to love to have her read me and put me to sleep, you know, rub my head or rub my back and just be next to me, you know. I don't care. I, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. Because you know what? There's only one person in the world who mattered, and that was my wife. So I don't care what anybody called me or said about me. I don't give a shit. I loved being loved, and I loved loving her. I loved giving her roses, coming home for no reason at all, giving her a single rose, and tell her there's no special occasion that's marked on the calendar. The only special occasion is being with you, because every day being with you is a special occasion. And that's why I love you. And that's what this rose is for. And I used to do that just out of the blue. Or I'd come up and I'd just start dancing with her. And I'd say, listen, you get me high off of life. I just, I look at you and I'm happy. I could have a horrible day. And I used to tell her this all the time. When I have a horrible day at work, I'd close my eyes. And I would think about going home, cuddling next to her on the couch, watching TV. And then going to bed, making love to her. And then cuddling until I had to get up and go to work the next day. And that used to make all the day's problems seem like nothing. Her, in my mind, made all my problems go away. But when I say men hurt too, if any woman will listen to this, just because a man's physique has a tougher skin, bigger muscles, a punch is a punch. It may not physically hurt as much as hitting a woman, but it hurts inside mentally just as much. It really does. It really does. I'm telling you. Because mental pain and physical pain, to me, is completely equal. Because like I said, when my wife abandoned me, it felt the same as 20 men kicking and hit me in the stomach with baseball bats. I'm telling you. There was no difference in my mind. So men do hurt too. People just have to realize that. And when you talk to a man who's going through hurt, let him cry if he wants to cry. If you see him welting up, make sure you assure him and let him know it's okay to let it go. Because men hurt too. And sometimes we hurt even more because we know we're not supposed to. So it builds up and builds up and builds up. So just remember, men hurt. Oh yeah, we hurt. We hurt. We also kill ourselves. Yeah, it happens many times because we don't know how to handle hurt because we're not usually allowed to or we have to suppress it. Men hurt. Let them hurt. Let them know it's okay to hurt. And I'm telling you guys, it is okay. I had to convince myself, first of all, that it was okay to hurt even in private. It's okay to hurt in public. But anyway, so... I just wanted to throw that out there and let you guys know. But anyways, like I always say, if you're with somebody who has BPD, love them and understand them as much as you can because they find it so hard to understand themselves and love themselves even more. So with that being said, have a happy relationship. Have a happy life. And thank you again for listening. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show, and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. 
I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.